the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, April the 17th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 17, 1961, about 1,500 CIA-trained Cuban exiles launched the disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion at Cuba. The plan was to topple Fidel Castro. Castro's forces crushed the in Incursion by the third day it was a fiasco, and of course it was laid at the feet of then President John F. Kennedy. A lot of people never forgot that as his worst moment of his short presidency. Today in 1521, Martin Luther went before the Diet of it's spelled worms, but it's pronounced verms. Anyway, he went before the Diet to face charges stemming from his religious writings. He had questions about his church. He was later declared an outlaw by the Holy Roman Emperor. But he did bring about a tremendous um, change in the way people thought about the principles of God. Because result the result of Martin Luther's efforts Um, The Bible was printed in the language of the people, and they begin to have access to the word of the Lord. Today, in 1964, Ford Motor Company unveiled the Mustang at the New York World's Fair. Boy, that was a success. Today, in 1969, a jury in Los Angeles convicted Sirhan Sirhan of assassinating Senator Robert F. Kennedy. Today, in 1973, Federal Express, later known as FedEx, began operations. They had 14 airplanes carrying 186 packages. <laughs> Today, I probably 186 million packages. They took off from Memphis International Airport bound for 25 U.S. cities. Today in 1973. Today in 1991, the Dow Jones average closed above 3,000 for the first time. It ended the day at 3,004.46, up 17.58. Five years ago today, Americans were given an extra day to file their taxes after key elements of the IRS website crashed on deadline day. Doesn't that seem (laughs) consistent with so many things? Our world is very unstable today, and we know that. Our country is as unstable as it has probably ever been, at least in recent history. The Bible speaks to these kinds of times in our lives. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, 24, and 25, the Bible says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. They're not talking about pot. They're talking about grass. 
But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. Matthew recorded this. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Jesus said that. Psalm 119.89 Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. That is what we have to hold to today. We build our lives on the rock or the sand. The rock is Jesus Christ himself and the word of the Lord, which will never pass away. God is in control. His word is thus saith the Lord. There are many attacks, of course, on that, both subtle and now more recently not so subtle. But as we look at our world today, we sometimes wonder, are we going to make it? Can we stand? How do? How does this all end? The Bible is very clear on how it ends, and the Bible is very clear about how we sustain ourselves through these days in which we live. We look first and foremost to Almighty God and to His Word, which never changes. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Only 22% of Americans believe that President Joe Biden's America is headed in the right direction, unstable times. Down six points since January. The CIVIQS poll, it's a, it's, a, um, it's a poll that's done over a long arc of time. And they keep, uh, they kind of track the change as much as they do the, the actual outcome of it. But they say, well, they said over the weekend, they said, while fewer Americans say the nation is headed in an increasingly right direction, 68% say it is definitely headed in the wrong direction, up six points since January. Two major political events, they say in their report, have occurred since January. The nation suffered a banking crisis, and former President Donald Trump has was indicted by a far-left district attorney from Manhattan. Biden's 40-year high inflation, on average, they found in their results, cost American households an extra $5,200 last year, or $433 per month. That's being reported by Bloomberg Business. 90% of voters are worried about Biden's soaring inflation. The top concern among those sampled in a March Fox News poll. Overall, 70% of Americans feel financially stressed in Biden's America and unstable. CNBC, Your Money Financial, Confidence, they, they ran a survey last Thursday finding the same numbers almost exactly. A recent survey by YouGov, Yahoo, they found that most Americans do not think the New York grand jury's actions will have a negative effect on Trump. Even if they don't support Trump, they don't think it's going to affect him one way or the other. And meanwhile, the former president, two polls out over the weekend, find that he has once again taken the lead over Joe Biden 
in a hypothetical general election matchup after the indictment. That's the world we live in today. We must continue to be informed. We must continue to know what's going on. And we must look at it through a biblical worldview. And that is where the whole issue, if you can reduce all of the many issues that we have in our country today and in our culture, if you reduce it to one, a a, a very simplified bottom line, it is looking at the world and looking at life through a worldview. One is that of secular humanism, including Marxism and New Age and all the rest of it. The other is looking at the world through through the Bible, through a biblical worldview. That's the great divide in America today. That's the great divide in the world today. We can make of it all kinds of other, we can put other labels on it, and they do because they don't even want to suggest that they would consider a biblical worldview, many of them, some of them who claim to be devout Christians, by the way. But that's where we are today. We're looking at the world and the events that are happening, the human events. And we're looking at them through either a secular, so-called progressive, I'm trying not to use that word anymore after some comments I made on Friday on the program. I I think that was good for me. I hope you got something out of it as well in in that regard. But I'm going to try to stop using that word, but it's hard to because that's how they have postured themselves to be identified as as progressives. They're not progressive, and I've always said that, but I have continued to use the the word. I'll use it less now, if if at all. But nonetheless, the so-called secular progressives, that's where they're coming from. They want a secular world, a godless secular world that ends up being utopia, and that never will happen. It has never happened in history, and it's not going to happen now. So that's the big lie. That's the big deception that we have in our country today and and in the world. But we usually focus on what's happening here in our own country on this program. I want to just take a very short moment because I have a lot to cover today with you. I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider standing with us because it's important that each marketplace or each radio station meet its own budget. And a couple of them are not that we're on in regards to this program. I'm I'm not talking about their overall budget. I'm talking about our budget. We pay for the airtime. Airtime is extremely expensive now, particularly on some stations. Very, very expensive. Sometimes I question the amount, but nonetheless, it is what it is. But I would encourage you, if you are listening to this program on KPDQ in Portland, Salem, Southwest Washington, we need you to stand with us. We need you to be with us on this financially. So I would encourage you to be prayerful about it. If you don't feel the Lord is leading you to do that, then then don't. But if you do, I would encourage you to take a step, stand with us in these incredible times. We have a growing audience. People are behind this. Most of our markets are making it, covering the costs. Uh, The Portland one is not. And so I would encourage you to prayerfully consider that. And thank you. Excuse me. Thank you in advance. 
Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Equity has shown its face, steps out of the shadows. We've been talking about that for a long time on this program. Equity is not a virtue. It's Marxism, pure and simple. And it's failed. Marxism has failed every time it's been tried. On the face of the whole notion of equity, it's been introduced to America under the guise of fairness and goodness and decency and any of the other virtues that they seem would be helpful to these equity advocates. On its face, equity, somebody says, well, we want fairness. We want equity. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not something that immediately puts up a red flag unless you're informed. Last Friday, equity stepped out of the shadows. We're now learning its real identity. The state of California is implementing full Marxism before our eyes under the guise of equity. And I chose this to talk about because it is the most, the most glaring example of those on the left pushing for socialism and particularly a form of Marxism, cultural Marxism, in the country today. And it's some of the biggest companies in California that are doing it, the utility companies. The state of California is implementing this full Marxism right before our eyes under the guise of equity. And so now there can be no possible doubt, if there ever was, that for anyone, that in instituting a form of communism socialism in this country using equity initiatives is what they've been about all along. Not, it, not everybody, but a segment of America. They want some form of cultural Marxism in place because the people at the top benefit the most. The rest of the people are just sort of homogenized into a, a glob, a, a group, they all drive little gray cars and they all march to, they ride public transportation and they live in a 4,000 foot high, high rise. And I mean, it's all segmented. And that's what Karl Marx was about. He deeply believed in that, apparently. Now others do as well. In the freest, most prosperous, most blessed nation in the history of the world, we're seeing this come to the surface in California. And if someone tells you, no, 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 that's not what this is about. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it's about. Three of the most powerful utility companies in California are saying that they're going to charge based not on how much of their product is used, but on how much money the user makes. This is your light bill, folks, in California. They and the governor apparently think the timing is right to put Marxism in place. They've been watching for an opportunity. They believe in this because they believe they benefit most from that form of government as long as they're at the top and in control. It's a power play. They and their government think the timing is right, so they've made their move. This whole thing is predicated on a, on a statement. And while Karl Marx didn't actually create this saying, he's the one that popularized it. From each according to his ability to each according to his needs, from each according to his ability, to each according to his needs. The Marxist principle refers to free access, to distribution of goods and capital and services. This California plan is very interesting. ABC7 in Los Angeles, 
they say they're reporting on it over the weekend. They said three major utility companies in California are looking to restructure cu- customer billing, and part of that means customers could be charged based on how much money they make. Well, it's not if they will be if this is put in place, and it looks like it probably will. Southern California Edison, uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, and San Diego Gas and Electric filed a joint proposal last week for a flat rate charge based on income. Under the proposal, stay with me now, don't don't jump to conclusions with this, there's more. But under the proposal, it would cost as little as $15 per month for low-income households and up to $85 per month for households making more than $180,000 a year. Well, first of all, let me just point out that this proposal is recommending and they're putting out front these fees but you are also charged in addition to your fee it's a fixed rate under this plan this marxism plan so if you're making a certain amount you get you pay 15 bucks a month but that's not your full bill that's just the fixed fee and then you pay for your consumption on top of that That's what communism is really all about. It's deception, and it's it's control and power. And that's what's happening in this situation. So there's no end to how much they can charge for the consumption of electricity. And they say in this thing, if you look at it and, and go a little bit deeper into it and read it, and I did, what they're saying there is these fixed fees are sort of a they're not using the word, but kind of a misleading banner to make people think one thing, just the public, if they're uninformed. And it isn't that at all. These fees are kind of a, a teaser. So if you make $18,000 or less per year, you get $15 a month is your, is your fee. But that's not your total bill because the total bill is carefully crafted into this whole deal later on down page two or whatever. And I read that twice and I thought, Man, this is really misleading. Well, others are saying that this morning when I was looking at it over the weekend. But others are saying that this morning. It is misleading because they can charge anything. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me get a drink here. <clears throat> my uh, <clears throat> My throat's kind of having a problem today. I don't know what the deal is, but anyway. Anyway, the, um, this whole, uh, move on the part of the utility companies, which are controlling companies in any state, in any community, this whole thing is based on the fact that they, they, they want to increase the, their revenue, obviously. And so they're putting out front these minimal, uh, amounts uh, that w- that you will have to pay if in California, depending on your income, and and the and the rates are are very minimal, about fifteen dollars, and the lowest rate up to eighty five or whatever. So uh, so they they put this out, and that gives the first impression of a positive. Well, this is this is really going to help the people, but it isn't going to help the people because there's no real cap on how much they can charge you for your consumption. This doesn't that that fee doesn't include the consumption of 
power of electricity. So one, they want to control how much power you use in California. And this will follow. I mean, there's other guys just waiting and women governors waiting to put something similar to this in place and power companies and whatever. They already can control your meters. I'm sure you know that, particularly electric meters on your house. I mean, they mostly now have built-in little devices that they can read it from a distance. They don't have to go walk over there and read the meter anymore. They can read it electronically. Well, they can also, when that little device is on your meter, they can also control it. They can dial back your electricity under a, quote, emergency or whatever. So that, there's a lot of controls in place that aren't necessarily being used now. So this is all based on a move toward the left and a move to solidify the power base, not electric power, but political power of not only the utility companies, but particularly, in this case, Gavin Newsom and others at the top of the power pyramid. So that's what's going on there. Robert Spencer wrote a piece on it over the weekend. In it, he said, in simpler times, you bought something, you paid for it, rich or poor, tall or short, black or white, female or male, wise or foolish, everyone paid about the same for the product. But in our more enlightened era, he said, we know how unjust that really is. It deprives the poor of access to vital goods and services, and that injustice must be redressed. He's saying that it's a bit sarcastically. He doesn't believe that. He's just saying that this is where they're coming from, and it is. He says that's what communism is all about, at least in theory, leveling out the economic differences between people by confiscating earnings from the rich and awarding them to those who have less. This is the fundamental reason why Marxism, despite its extraordinarily bloody historical record, still resonates with some people. Some people are moved that are not in power, but they're moved by the idea that perhaps the rich should help the poor. And that is a biblical principle, but it's how it's administered is what makes it biblical or non-biblical, right or wrong. When, when the government forces you to help the poor, that isn't charity. That's control. That's cultural Marxism. We are to give out of an abundance of our heart to help the poor. And we should be. Marjorie and I do. We have a part of our budget goes to help the poor. And I, I say that humbly, but it, it's a fact. And she's probably listening to this program and she knows it's a fact. We do that. That is part of what we do is give to the poor pretty substantially relative to our income because of what what we want to do in our heart. But when the government begins to impose this on the people and say, you're going to help, you're going to support these things, you're going to support that and this and so on. And some of the things come under the guise of charitable giving and, and you want to help certain people. And yet they are are 100% politically motivated. So we've got to separate that out. On the one hand, God wants us In fact, the Bible says if you help the poor, you're lending to God. And there is that that need that we have in our hearts. So some people get caught up and they say, well, socialism, yeah, man, if we can do this electric thing and and all that and and the the poor people only have to pay 15 bucks and all of that. But it isn't that at all. I mean, it's a misrepresentation right from the get-go. So some people get 
pulled into this whole idea of socialism. Then there are the others, as I said, at the top that see the power, they feel the power, they lust after the power, and they want to use the people to get that power. And socialism is the vehicle. Capitalism is not. Capitalism is taught in the Bible. Socialism is not. In fact, socialism is exposed as a failure in the book of Acts. The early church tried that because they thought it was an idea that could work. It didn't work. It never has worked. Karl Marx was a failure. But today there are those that are still holding on to this whole idea of Marxism. In this case, cultural Marxism. Mark Levin wrote a book a while back. You may have read it. It's a good book. American Marxism, it's titled. In his book, Mark Levin argues that Democrats and leftist organization are fueling a Marxist revolution against American culture and society. They're indoctrinating the public with radical Marxist ideologies like critical race theory through public education, reinforcing those ideas through the media and entertainment, and censoring opposition with cancel culture. So he said, they're pushing all this forward. If you don't buy it, they'll punish you. That's exactly where we are today. They reinforce these ideas through the media, the entertainment, the censoring, opposition with cancel culture. Levin asserts that if American patriots fail to expose this left-wing brainwashing, Democrats will gain dominion over the American government and, and over our society. He says, ultimately, they'll create a totalitarian regime in which American values like freedom of speech, free market capitalism, and private property rights are non-existent. He's exactly right. A few years ago, uh, an old friend of mine, I haven't talked to him for quite a while, but Dr. Brian Fisher with American Family Association, he wrote an article titled, Jesus Was a Capitalist. And boy, it got a lot of attention. It was published and republished probably hundreds of times. But some of the points that Brian made in his, in his in this article, boy, they stand strong and they stand in the face of the, um, of the people who are advocating this leftist movement that we're seeing. He, uh, he talks about the, the parable of the talents and some of the points that he makes in it, I, I included in an article that I wrote today and do every day on our website, faithandfreedom.us. You can read it there, and there's a link to his entire article. But some of the things that he's saying in there, he said, despite the best efforts of liberal evangelicals like Jim Wallace to turn Jesus into a flaming socialist, his own words tell a different story. In fact, he said the stories that Jesus told could have come only from a capitalist capitalist. He said, for instance, in one of the most famous parables, the parable of the talents, Jesus commits a number of politically incorrect sins, according to the worldview of Jim Wallace, who unfortunately is trying to recast Jesus in his own image as the Karl Marx of Christendom. He is. That's what, I mean, they say that. In the parable of the talents, Jesus refers to a man called, uh, who called his servants together and entrusted them to them his property. Brian says, hold it. <laughs> Uh, It was his property. He owned the means of production. It did not belong to the community at large. The capital used in economic exchange was in private hands. And what he does with his wealth is clearly nobody's business but his own. 
The businessman distributed the talents to each according to his ability, and so on. You know the story. But if you look at it from that point of view, you see that the biblical teaching is capitalism. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.